Hello, my name is Kira Murphy and I'm the Irish Herbalist. I do weekly podcasts for Gripped on herbal medicine and natural healing and nutrition. So if you're interested in any of these topics, don't forget to like and follow Gripped on social media. You can also follow my Facebook page, The Irish Herbalist, and I'm on Instagram too. I'm going to talk to you today about a condition that is uh, quite common. I think it affects practically everyone at some stage in their lives, and that is insomnia. I'm going to talk to you about what exactly it is, and the importance of a good night's sleep, and simple measures that you can do yourself at home that can help induce a good night's sleep, and also uh, herbs that are very beneficial in helping a person to sleep. So as I said before, most people have suffered from insomnia at one stage or another. It doesn't cause a huge concern for them, but if it's ongoing, um, it can have detrimental effects. Some people have difficulty getting off to sleep and usually this is caused by anxiety and then often people can wake up earlier in the morning and can't get back to sleep and quite often this can uh, be caused by underlying depression or, you know, uh, some unresolved issues. So the importance of a good night's sleep cannot be underestimated because it allows your body to repair muscle and organs and other cells in the body. Chemicals that strengthen our immune system start to circulate in the blood during a deep sleep. And as I said, we all have occasional nights of uh, interrupted sleep, which only temporarily affects us. I know for myself, um, if I don't get a good night's sleep, I can be just, you know, quite cranky and don't have the same patience the following day. But long-term insomnia has a detrimental effect on our health and in particular our immunity. Insomnia is always a sign that the nervous system is out of balance and uh, long-standing stress is a main cause of insomnia and occasionally there can be poor dietary and lifestyle choices that can impact on uh, the quality of our sleep. When treating people for insomnia I find that herbal medicines work really well. There's the odd occasion when they may stop working after a few weeks. And I, in my experience, I find that this happens if the underlying cause of stress or whatever the problem is, has not been addressed. That's why a holistic approach to insomnia is always needed. When herbal medicine is used, I would always use a combination of different herbs in a single formula. And I would use different formula for different people, depending on the type of sleep pattern that they have. That, that could be whether they have difficulty getting off to sleep or staying asleep or have early morning waking. The duration of the problem and their iris picture also has an impact on this. And again, the dosage of the herbs used can all be titrated depending on the response that the person has. And I tend to get people back on a fortnightly basis just to evaluate their sleep pattern. But I find that, you know, after a few weeks, usually they will find that the herbs are working really well and they're keeping them asleep. And the most important things to remember about herbs for the nervous system is that they tone and they nourish um, the body. So chemical medications, although they can work extremely well, they never get to the root cause of the problem and they don't nourish the body. So somebody who takes herbs for insomnia, they will find that after a while they don't need the herbs because their nervous system has been rebalanced. But they may come back at time from time to time if they feel that they're going through another episode of insomnia. The group of herbs that I primarily use are called nervines and also sedative herbs. But as I say, unlike pharmaceuticals, herbs don't have that residual hangover effect the following day because they nourish and they tone the nervous system. Herbs that I commonly use would be wood betony, skullcap, lemon balm, valerian, wild lettuce, 
passionflower, vervain and chamomile. And these work really well to quell overstimulation while at the same time promoting sleep. I'd also give people advice, you know, dietary advice and lifestyle advice to help them sleep better at night. And that is firstly finding a good sleep ritual that minimises stimulation in the evening. So not to be doing too much, maybe not to be exercising late at night, not to be, you know, doing too much drinking of coffee or things like that. Also keeping phones and technology out of the bedroom makes a huge difference. Some of us wake up at night and have a tendency to look on social media and then can find, you know, they get engrossed in it and can't get back to sleep. So it's a difficult one to do, but keeping your phone and technology out of the bedroom. Also addressing underlying stress in your life and seeking counselling if you feel that is needed, because insomnia is always a result of the nervous system being out of kilter. And this is most often caused by underlying stress and unresolved issues. And meditation and daytime exercise are also very helpful helpful to sleep and many people do sleep a lot better when they exercise on a regular basis. It's important too to avoid stimulants late at night or even from early afternoon such as coffee, tea, chocolate unfortunately, late night eating and in particular alcohol. Many people report that when they drink alcohol on an occasional basis that they have difficulty getting to sleep but if you're drinking it on a nightly basis this has the same effect on your body but maybe not as pronounced because it's something that you're doing you know an ongoing basis. So that's my podcast on insomnia. I hope you've learned a little bit more about it and uh, that you found it interesting and that there are ways that you can help enhance your sleep pattern. I'd like to thank you very much for listening to my podcast and I look forward to talking to you again next week. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening. Take care. Bye bye.